This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. With the goddess of food writing and critique, Ever Essence, a.k.a. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine, and me, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's edition of This Bites, we have a lot of things to talk about, including the world's largest root beer float drive through Amalinda restaurants doing a veggie pop-up, also some changes happening at, at random, plus a story about a food truck ban on Downer, Corazon and River West has a store and more. So Sprecher Brewing is partnering with Cedar Crest Ice Cream to host an epic root beer float giveaway to celebrate National Root Beer Float Day on August 6th. It is called the World's Largest Root Beer Float Drive-Thru. Yeah, they're trying to set a Guinness World Record, too. Set a Guinness World Record. I didn't know there was a, a world record before that set for... I don't I don't know. But yeah, so basically, uh, they're making it safe for COVID-19. Uh, so all service will be drive-through. That's why it's a drive-through. Right. And all the flow, root beer floats are free. And they ask all the people remain in, in their vehicles. But so they actually encourage attendees to uh, contribute to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. Did you have root beer floats growing up, Anne, when you were I young? had a lot of root beer floats growing yeah. up. And most of them were at home. And, you know, it's funny because when you think about a root beer float, what is it? Well, it's root beer and it's vanilla ice cream. It's really not any more complicated than that. But Mm -hmm. when we were kids, I mean, if there was an opportunity to go to a place like A&W, and I'm talking the actual restaurant, fast food restaurant A&W, and get a root beer float, that root beer float always seemed like a million times better than even the really good ones we made at home. Mm. And I don't know why. I mean, even if I, I mean, I, I knew that I liked A&W root beer. I think there was something about going to the place itself and getting it. The experience that enhanced the flavor. Mm. Right. Interesting. But cool. um, I, I've always loved root beer floats and it ended up uh, spurring a lot of like, other kinds of floats, like whatever, whatever soda you have, Seven Up, you know, ginger ale. You and I talked about cream soda. I mean, as long as you, you know have a soda, you could use Coke, you know, mm. and vanilla ice cream. You can make a float out of it. You know, pretty yeah. simple. So that's um that's happening August sixth at uh, Sprecher Brewing. Uh, we'll post details and links. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation about Amalinda's upcoming uh, veggie pop-up at Random's uh, kind of doing something different. We'll get into that. I want to give it, I don't want to give it away. Has something to do with ice cream. I guess I got to kind of give it away, didn't I? And more. That's all coming up on this Bites. We'll be right back. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. Now we're back on my birthday, Anne. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
Happy birthday, Tariq. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks for remembering. Anyway, just kidding. Um, before we go on to uh, talk about the uh, what what's happening at random, tying into kind of this ice cream theme, but I want to tie into something that's a beer theme, since we talked about root beer. So the other day, I was scouring the web, like I normally do, because, you know, I don't have a life. Um, <laughs> came across this article in delish.com. People say putting a pickle in cheap beer makes it taste better, so we gave it a try. I mean, did you give it a try? I, I'm thinking I will try it. Um, so basically, I guess, supposedly, according to the story, putting a pickle into a glass of light, cheap beer, not craft beer. I wouldn't do it with craft beer. No. Uh, makes it taste better. Apparently, it was a hack in a, a website called Simple Most. And actually, Esquire Magazine explored the same subject back in 2017. And then uh, McClure Pickles explained why this combination works so well. It's basically the same reason you love having pretzels or french fries with a can of beer. The vinegar and salt notes complement the flavor in beer perfectly. Okay. So the author recommends lighter, more affordable lagers to try. Don't try with the IPA, but do have like a PBR, like a spear, one spear in a, in a, in a little glass of beer. Um, according to this writer, he decided to uh, try it. Um, gave this better pour, uh, wouldn't stop fizzing and foaming, but nevertheless, he gave it a sip and he realized it did taste different. He said it had a, it had a bit of a zip and, and, and how it tastes if it added, it goes similar to how it would taste if it, I added lime. So it's similar to lime kind of uh-huh. a thing. Yeah. Um, it just added, according to him, it added something, uh, extra. But if you let it sit longer, it's going to taste more like pickles. Mm. But it's just you like you you. It's recommended that you put it in and drink it immediately, unless yeah. you like pickle flavored beer. Life hack for y'all out there who uh, want to spice up their cheap beers with some pickles. When you first mentioned it, it sounded pretty bad. But then once you explained it, Tariq, I thought, huh, that mm, doesn't sound like such a bad idea. No, I could I could definitely see it in a little PBR or Miller Lite or Miller Junior Drive, just one little spear. Yeah, I could see it really making a difference and really perking up the the flavors of the the lager. So, yeah. Uh, next, let's go back to ice cream. At random, you know, in Bayview, known for their uh, famous. I guess famous cocktails and ice cream cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're adding outdoor seating for ice cream socials. So they've been working on this outdoor seating because, as you know, COVID-19 has prevented a lot of people from hanging indoors. Mm-hmm. And at, at Random have been working on this patio to accommodate kind of an ice cream social. So the ice cream social will have at Random's favorite ice cream drinks like the Grasshopper, seasonal ice cream drinks, float-based alcoholic drinks, and summer cocktails. The menu will have around 25 drinks, according to Jonathan Dye, the owner of, of At Random and Jazz Estate and Bryant's. Um, ice cream social plans to be open 4 to 10 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. And you expect the, the patio should be open in another week or two. Um, they have a layout over their Instagram of, of the patio, which is located at 2501 South Delaware Avenue. So definitely looking forward to that. Wish I could do it now for my birthday. 
Anne. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could too. Anne. Yes. We didn't my celebrate birthday. my birthday either, Tariq. You didn't tell me. I had to figure it out. Well, I guess I'm not as needy as you are. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm very needy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You get people. Do, people come over and deliver you cocktails to your house. So I don't get that. That was talking? that was a one time deal. Hey, it takes a one time one. One's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Point well taken. Point well taken. <laughs> so yeah, at random is uh, I guess probably a week or two. I said before their patio should be opening um, for their ice cream social, which sounds yeah. really nice during the summer. Next, if you are want something a little more healthier than ice cream, uh, or want to feel you feel guilty after eating some ice cream, uh, Amalinda on uh, Saturday tomorrow is doing a veggie pop up. Uh, um, so they're serving for the whole curbside menu. They're doing um, vegetarian uh, and vegan meals, entrees, and desserts for uh, Saturday. So you know, a lot of people are doing the vegetarian vegan thing and people are switching their diets around i've seen a lot during this pandemic and quarantine that people getting more vegetables so amalinda's menu uh includes peas and rice which is a creamy rice with peas a manchego braised fennel and saffron there's also chickpea pancakes with roasted summer squash and romesco sauce a beet pate beet pate with jerry cow ricotta fresh mint and pomegranate molasses Fried cow of cauliflower. Everybody loves fried cow. Can't even say it. Cauli, cauliflower. Cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower. That is capers. I don't like capers. I don't know why. Oh, I love preserved it. lemons, shaved manchego, and finished with aioli. There's also a um, soup, cold soup with roasted tomatoes, sherry vinegar, bread, finished with uh, an oil, guandila oil. I think it's pronounced. Um, then they have all desserts. They have like a boca negra, flourless chocolate cake, raspberry sauce, and whipped Greek yogurt, s'mores, brownie, cram cracker crust, fudge brownie topped with toasted marshmallow meringue. And they also have a peach blueberry galette. So if you're looking for something uh, not meaty this weekend, Amelinda got you covered with their veggie pop up. Um, the funny thing is though, if you, okay, you say people are eating more vegetables during this time, Mm -hmm. but they're probably drinking more than they ever have. Right. Isn't that what people are saying? Yeah. But as long as you eat vegetables, it's all good. Right. Sure. Right. (laughs) Eating vegetables cancels out anything you, anything bad you do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I could drink a bottle of whiskey. As long as I eat my broccoli, I'm good. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up, uh, Back in Bayview, Honey Pie's up to something. What the, what are they up to, Anne? Yeah, okay. So th- this was some news that came out before that they, pr- you know, potentially would be moving to a new location. And yes, they are going to be moving to a new location. And it's only about a block or two away, maybe just a block. The old Alchemy. Alchemist. Theater. Okay. So um, they're going to move to a different location. Uh, but... Because of COVID-19, like the actual moving date has been sort of uh, set back. So it could happen this this fall, um, but they're not sure exactly when. Um, but uh, th- that space, so when they move over there, they're going to, you know, not going to be changing the menu. It's going to be the same honey pie menu that you've, um, you know, come to know and love. But uh 
they um, it's probably going to enable them to have like a walk up window um, so that you can get, you know, you can you can pick up things, uh, you know, for carry out from a from their pickup, a coffee pickup window, I guess. In other words, is what they're calling it, coffee and pie. So um, and then it's also going to have an enclosed patio in the back uh, and also a retro diner style counter. Now, their current location has a counter, too. But they're not seating people inside because of COVID-19. So, mm-hmm. but um, in the meantime, you can continue to order um, curbside pickup from Honey Pie in their current location. And they're off- offering a really interesting um, thing called, it's a new, new initiative they're calling Choose Your Own Honey Pie. And it's a dining experience on the Honey Pie patio. Um, and you can basically set up or reserve a party out there. It's um, for up to 15 people and you can reserve a two to four hour block of time. They set up the patio for you and step out of the way so that, you know, you can have that area kind of to enjoy safely. They create a menu for you or you can uh, choose what your menu, what you'd like your menu to be. Um, and uh, the, the meal is just created like specifically for you and your party, which is an interesting idea. Now, you know, you got to make a reservation for this and pre-order. And this is something that would be weather dependent, too, since it's out on the patio. Um, it, you know, this is this is something that would have to be during, you know, really nice weather. But I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of nice. Have you been on a patio lately? Have you been any, out a restaurant any, on a patio? Any patio? Any patio. Have you since um, the pandemic? The only patio that I have been on is the Stone Creek patio on Downer. Okay. Where, where people tend, I mean, I've noticed that people tend to, to space out really well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I've just sat out there. Have you? Company Brewing's patio. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's another patio that's very, I mean, it's big. They have big enough. and spacious, yeah. Yeah. Next up, uh, I saw this story in urban Milwaukee. Uh, apparently, the city is, um, council is proposing a food truck ban for Downer Avenue. It's proposed. Yeah. Um, apparently, business owners on Downer are upset that the trucks have loud generators, take up parking spaces. So the story in urban Milwaukee goes, the common council will consider banning food trucks on North Downer Avenue between East Webster Place and East Park Place at its next meeting on July 28th. That's next week. Um, the proposal will cover the blocks of metered parking spaces on the Upper East Side Commercial Corridor. It's, uh, I guess it's uh, Nick Kovac who's advancing the ban on behalf of the Downer Avenue Business Improvement District said the situation is complicated when food trucks with generators park right in front of stores. He said it discourages others from parking nearby and said the city's active streets for business program, which we talked about on a previous episode of Bites, puts parking at a premium by allowing restaurants to convert parking spaces by dining spaces for dining spaces during the pandemic. But apparently, it looks like it's the focus on one particular food truck, Fluffle Guys. So interesting uh, development yeah. over there. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is over in urban Milwaukee. We post a link to it. I don't know. They really, the city needs to like 
just like the active streets for business, they need to like start having zones in different places for food trucks. Yeah. Like if they if a food truck wants to be in that area, then they should have like here's a designated place for food trucks in this area. Or like, you know, that's just my thought. I don't know. But like Yeah. Compromise, right? And is and it and, and politics is all about compromise. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. But it looks like it's all about like I don't remember seeing that many food trucks on Downer. Have you? Uh, no. That's like, that's the funny thing about it. But yeah, I, I don't even know, know that. Yeah, I don't know when Falafel Guys has been parking there. Yeah, I, well, I had no idea that it was they were even over there. Uh, anyway, so that's 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 in development, and you can check out that story at Urban Milwaukee. Again, links at our website at radiomilwaukee.org/slash this bites. Next, uh, in my neck of woods, Core Zone is uh, is uh, doing something that some other restaurants have done during this pandemic. And what the, what is that, Anne? Uh, they have converted part of the inside of the restaurant to a general store. Um, so uh, it's if you check out their Facebook page, you can see some of the photos. They're selling uh, local crafts and jewelry, pottery. Handmade items, including masks and aprons. Um, and they're made by a local woman named Carol Ann Armstrong. She runs a business called Snip, Stitch, and Patch. Um, but they're also uh, selling some of their homemade items. Their homemade uh, spicy salsa verde. Um, they have some jams. Uh, you can also get uh, frozen take and bake burritos and enchiladas. So that this is the River West location of Cafe Corazon, um, where they're doing this. And I guess it's open every day from noon to eight. Um, but it's really, if you, like I said, go to their Facebook page, you can see some really cute photos of the interior and all the things they're selling there. Um, they definitely want you, if you're going to shop there, to wear a mask when you come. So, you know, that would be one thing to keep in mind um, if you're going to go there to shop. But um, again, this is just another way to try to support the businesses and help um, help them stay open, you know, because everybody, a lot of places are trying to come up with new ways to to survive. And um, this isn't this is one of those ways. Sounds cool. Um, and, and finally, unfortunately, uh, we hate talking about this, but we have two closings that will be happening in Milwaukee. Uh, first up is Meraki, and then the Mars Urban Market will eventually close. Do you have any details on Meraki, Anne? Yeah. Um, yesterday, I got an email from the owner, um, Chad, Chad Meyer, and um, he said that, um, you know, just obviously because of what's going on with COVID-19 and, you know, the strain this has put on, on his business, uh, he's going to close the restaurant on August 8th. Um, and they don't, they don't actually have the, the ability to do outdoor dining over there. So it's really been challenging for them. They've been doing curbside, but, um, you know, I, I just, I don't think it's been enough to really sustain them. So, um, so August 8th is going to be their last day in business. I guess that's a week, Mm -hmm. right? A week from now. Um, And, uh, you know, he says temporarily now, you know, maybe hopefully that means the restaurant will come back. Um, I know that he does own that building there. 
So um, that maybe gives him a little bit more flexibility um, in terms of what he might want to do there. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I hate seeing these restaurants close. I really, really do, obviously, yeah. as do you. Um, so, but you've got another week to, you know, support them. And I would yeah. really encourage doing that. Um, if you go on their Facebook, um, you know, they posted their menu, the bar bites, they have the different um, yep. okonomiyaki pancakes. You can hear how I just sort of like <laughs> breezed through that word because I never <laughs> say it right. Um, and, you know, entrees and things like that. So, um, I, again, support local businesses that they really are struggling right now, or our restaurants yeah, especially. It is sad talking about these. It's like the third week or I don't know. We have mentioned some restaurant closing or he's indefinitely shutting down their doors. Um, and finally, the urban market next to the Northwestern Mutual Tower, uh, Mars Urban Market, uh, announced that they will be closing in a few weeks from now. Um, I was mentioning on Milwaukee. That was that grocery store located at the street level retail space of the um, that residential tower at seven 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 North Van Buren Street, and it was like, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it was only been open about a year, right? Um, yeah. Like it opened back in May of two thousand nineteen, and now um, looks like that's closing. So I had never been in there because I always wanted to go in there, and I never get close enough parking, and I'm too lazy to walk. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I know it's meant for the people who live in that area to work in that area. So, and I guess and since a lot of people are right. working from home in that area, that's been, a, that place has been affected, but again, there's people who live there. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like some of it was grocery and then some of it was, um, they would prepare meals for you. You know what I mean? Like prepared, um, uh, pasta bar type stuff, you know? They probably, you know, aren't getting the lunch business for that at all. So there's no date of when they're closed. They said weeks, whatever that means. So they're still open at yeah. least now for now. So that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Try his cooking sometime if you like bland food. No, just kidding. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcraft exciting inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and, and your membership. Subscribe to the podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Check us out on iTunes, NPR, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the malord cold. And you know what, Tariq? Maybe consider adding a pickle spear to it. What do you think? Well, more's not fizzy. We need yeah. a sparkling malort. Ooh, sparkling malort. Well, there's an idea. Age sparkling malort for celebrations of like, I don't know, birthdays and such. <laughs>